Scott, how's the sound booth coming along? I'm very comfortable. I've got an awesome view. That's clearly what I meant. I wanted to know how comfy you are. I know, Alex, because you're a caring individual. Um, things are looking good. You mentioned something about the choir mics before, but you weren't really enunciating. Mute them, please. Okay. Um, uh, choir I mics prefer are that you muted the choir mics. All right, and, I think and, it's about it. Uh, yes? We're good. We're good. Okay, so uh, really quick then, uh, we are a podcast. We will talk more about this in a second. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with us, we've been around for about a year and a half now. We, uh, uh, thousands of fans worldwide and in Dallas, and <laughs> one from Dallas at least. It's a long drive, sir. So uh, uh, we're going to talk, we usually talk about bad books uh, and movies and such. Today, we're taking a break from that to celebrate instead the life and works of the great Keanu Reeves. <laughs> this is our second show dedicated entirely to Keanu Reeves, because every once in a while we need a break from the bad things that we do talk about. <laughs> And instead, this is more fun. So it's going to go, I'm hoping, about 85 minutes. To help us along, we have a couple of very special guests today. Uh, these are our audience representatives over in the corner. Please give a hand for the audience representatives. Uh, what you may not know is that before the show started, you all uh, voted in an election. And uh, one to zero, they were voted as the, uh, oh, the audience representative. So, very well done. Which one of you didn't vote for you, I don't know. So, uh, here's what they're going to do. Uh, this is Christopher and Colleen. And what Christopher and Colleen are going to do is uh, a few things. One of them is anytime they're totally offended, we do a lot of, I mean, there's a little bit of notes, but we're just going to kind of go for a lot of stuff. And if we do something that's too far, normally the show is heavily edited. So, I cut that part out so I don't look bad or racist or uh, sexist or embarrassed in any way. Christopher will be my conscience today for the most part. If, there you go. If we do anything that is totally inappropriate or is beyond the line, he will ring the bell. Thank you very much. Uh, you're, so far, you're very good at that. And then uh, we, will, we will stop whatever we're, we're headed. We'll stop the freight train in, in motion. The other thing is, like I said, it's very heavily edited. So normally, when it stops being funny, the tape magically turns into a song, and then it comes back in when we're funny again. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we're not going to be able to do that for you. The people at home who are going to be downloading this and watching it on YouTubes and stuff will get to not see the funny or embarrassing parts. Again, our audience representatives will tell you when uh, this has gone too far, when a bit is no longer funny, they will ring a bell. Very well done, Colleen. And uh, we will move along. The other thing they're in charge of is keeping us on task. We're going to have different times for each segment. I will call them out, and then they will keep track and know how we're doing on time. Uh, that's about it. Those are, the, those are the rules of the road. That was the cupcake challenge, and how tonight will differ from usual. Great, we're caught up. Are you ready, Scott? Yes. Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. All right, we're all good. <laughs> Everyone is ready. <laughs> Begin. and meet dresses. Welcome to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is our first ever live show. A hand wow. Live show. This is also going to be, this is also going to be released as episode number 77. That's right, we have now done as many episodes as the year in which the Portland Trailblazers won the national championship. Speaking of things that are never going to happen again, today we are talking about the great Keanu Reeves. We are talking about three movies, Johnny Mnemonic, Point Break, and of course, Sweet November, to show his range. 
Our live show, like our recorded shows, is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You, as well as you, as well as you, can get a free audiobook by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Sign up for a free trial, get a free book, keep it, even if you cancel the subscription, but you probably won't. So, let me begin tonight. I'm your host for the evening. My name is Alex Falcone. A big hand for me. And I have a very special panel with us. First of all, he's a memory smuggler suffering from extreme neural seepage. He's also from San Francisco, California. His name is Ezra Fox. Ezra Fox, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my brain is full. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be able to get those childhood memories of nothing back very soon. <laughs> also joining us today, he's a quarterback punk turned FBI agent turned surfer from Seattle, Washington. It's Chris and the last name withheld for privacy reasons. We gonna jump or jerk off? That's a good question. <laughs> Always an option. We like to have at least two options on the show. Also joining us today, a very special guest. He's an advertising executive, desperately hoping to be seduced by a manic pixie dream cancer patient. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Portland's own Alex Kerr to the program. It's like life's just happening around us all the time. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> All right, now, it is time to begin. Our first movie today is Johnny Mnemonic. Couch. Started now. We have 30 minutes to discuss Johnny Mnemonic in its entirety. Are we ready? Uh, yes. Begin, thank you. Great. Chris, as everyone will soon discover if you didn't know already, Chris is the, besides being the most beautiful, he's also the most beautifully voiced of the group. And so he also, and a freakish recall. So he is in charge of summaries. So Chris, please summarize this first movie. Johnny Mnemonic, as you see fit. I'm gonna give you no, no requirements on this, but just oh, be, wow. for the people who haven't seen it. First, round of applause, seen it or not seen it? Seen it! Okay, all right, all right. For the other all people, right. tell them what Johnny Mnemonic is about. Okay. In a world without daylight, the year 2021 is a dangerous place to live. The Japanese Yakuza controls pretty much the whole world, and the internet is like kind of a bad virtual reality, and people have these weird disease from all the technology they use. Our hero, Keanu Reeves, plays Johnny, a clandestine courier of covert computer data in which he stores in his brain. He wants to get out of the game but needs one last job. Little does he know the data he carries in his head has the potential to save the world from that very same disease if it doesn't kill him first. Ooh. It's up to him, a lady bodyguard, and Henry Rollins as a doctor who sounds suspiciously like Henry Rollins pretending <laughs> to be a doctor. And also iced tea and dreadlocks and a drug-addled cybernetic dolphin <laughs> to save the world by broadcasting this message if they don't get stopped by Dolph Lundgren from Rocky IV first. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. All right, now, as always, we like to act like we're more than just comedy. We are fair criticism. So we, before we talk about anything, we add a compliment sandwich on either side at the beginning and at the end. Today, since it's all good, we were not going to do necessarily the normal compliment hate uh, digression. We will do mostly just compliments, but we'll still start with our compliment sandwich. So, Kerr, as today's guest, special guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. What do you prefer? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Please, let us know. Uh, all right, so my compliment for Johnny Mnemonic uh, is that they've created a world in this set where everything is needlessly futuristic. <laughs> so people in the future apparently just draw chalk lines on their faces, like for no particular reason right. other than, you know, that's probably what we'll do in the future. <laughs> uh, people wear goggles all the time for no reason other than we don't do it now, so we'll probably do it in the future. <laughs> uh, there's nothing about this set that is not absurdly 
like chromified and too complicated, except for one exit sign in every building that they shoot in. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's still fire code. Safety yeah. is still safety in the right? future, yeah. Yeah, so either that, that whole zone has been completely deregulated and people in that era are like, man, we're still at 2010 levels of exit signs. <laughs> but if you look at that exit sign in the back, and I think everyone in America can imagine, can yeah. imagine the same exit sign, yeah. that exact exit sign is in every single scene. Yes. Why, can't, why couldn't they futurify that? Well, what I'm saying is that that's actually a compliment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, what, I, what I like is that they reminded us that while things may change, fire safety is timeless. Uh, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, Ezra, since you are seated to the young man's left, you have the, you will, oh we can, we God, can wait. It's so embarrassing. I don't, I don't care at all. Ezra. <laughs> wait, I want to see who it is. Who it? It's gone. Okay. Oh, good. All right. It's gone. <laughs> when it's gone, it's calling me. I know things are not going well. Ezra, compliment away. So, um, this, this movie, uh, basically, uh, without this, without Giant Mnemonic, uh, The Matrix definitely would not have happened. Uh, because nearly in every single scene of Giant Mnemonic, uh, some kind of electronics or like wires are hooked up to uh, Keanu Reeves, and I think you know the Wachowski brothers saw that like he gets so much better when he's like part machine. <laughs> so much better? Yeah, so much better. They're like, oh my god, it's like the the wires I totally believe are wires. <laughs> <laughs> he's way more believable as half man. <laughs> His perception gets a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I also like that you just said, you accidentally said that he gets so much butter, uh, <laughs> which just because every time I see him, I want to butter him. Yeah, no, I melt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Is it bad that I found that a legitimate sentence? Like, Keanu gets so much butter when he's half. <laughs> That's our expectation level of his acting, is that it might be butter-like. <laughs> Can't believe right. it's not Keanu. Yeah. Chris, your minor co major compliment. First one is a major compliment. Yeah, um, so Keanu's kind of agent, he, he's this courier, and his agent gives him jobs, has these two tranny bodyguards that are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They go into a men's room, and they're like, oh, man, I haven't seen one of these in years. <laughs> and, you know, you just got to give respect for that. I think, <laughs> right? Gender for equality in the future—it's—it's uh, it's all there. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was that for the? Wait, you have to give respect for them entering after so many years or staying away for so many years. <laughs> Probably staying away, right? I, I don't know. Which is hard. I mean, if you have to really pee, staying away is much harder. <laughs> it's the future. <laughs> they, they pee right into the goggles. Yeah, there's an app for that. <laughs> so. The thing about the future, though, is that uh, the the bodyguard business is almost entirely dominated by transvestites. <laughs> yeah. So it was. I, I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed they were transvestites uh, because I just assumed they were women for a while. And I was like, at some point in the future, we're like, listen, we just need chicks to beat people up. <laughs> that was the decision. We're just now, they didn't, the, like everything else, there's no like, this is why this is going to happen in the future. Just boom, chicks, beating people up. It's about time. It's about time. All right, uh, for my major compliment, the, the whole point of this movie is that he's got data in his head and he needs to get it out because it's important data. And I like that they finally turned Keanu Reeves into a giant, beautiful jewel case. <laughs> That's all he is. He's uh, the, the most attractive yeah. jewel case you'll ever see. Takes up space on the shelf. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's great. It, it should have just been called Johnny Flash Drive. <laughs> but in the past, we didn't have those yet. So they didn't know that was part of the future. Yeah, right. oh, wait. What's ridiculous is that the, the, the primary problem of this whole movie is that Keanu can't hold 320 gigs. Right. <laughs> he can only hold 160. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's maxed out at 160. <laughs> I mean, well, the problem, primary problem is that he didn't know the difference between 160 and, and 320 when he signed up for the job. 
So he was yeah. like, he was just I can hold that. Oh, wait, no. 320 is more than 160. That's too much for me. <laughs> I, at, at some point, it's like, oh, no, Keanu Reeves' brain can only remember four HD movies. That's it. <laughs> and he's maxed out. And they actually, they try to fax. They're like, wait, they put it into his head, and then they go, let's fax a backup copy. Because they're still using faxes. And we're just going to send 320 gigs by fax. <laughs> It's like a room full of paper. That would so, yeah. It takes so long. And why do you need a paper copy of all this information? The cover page is huge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so compliments out of the way. Oh, yeah, live bumper music. Listen to it. All right. That is the compliment round. Now it is open season on things you didn't like about the movie or liked but not quite as much as the stuff that you complimented because there's nothing not to like about any of these movies. Anybody want to start? Because I'll start. Okay. The yeah. dolphin. Yeah, uh, hey, I was just going to... During the summary, you mentioned there's a dolphin. Cybernetic. There's a dolphin, and here's what I hate about the dolphin. Uh, they he's plugged into all these wires, and he's got an antenna that he can use his mind to shoot people with. <laughs> kind of with sound, it's... Clearly? Yeah. You got to aim a dish. He's, yeah, you have to, he has to move the dish with his brain, because yeah. they're, they're mammals. They're very smart. Here's what I hate about it. Smartest creature in the world, they, they, he can shoot things with his brain, they put him in a four by eight tank and make him solve codes all day. Yep. Clearly he's going to be bored with this captivity. If he's twice as smart as me and I get bored in a room twice that size. Well, no, 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 because he's a hyper smart cybernetic dolphin, but he's also a hyper smart cybernetic dolphin who's a junkie. He's so a they junkie? Keep, they keep injecting him with drugs, so he oh. thinks he's swimming in the ocean the whole time. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that yeah. is so sad. This is not a bright future. <laughs> If he would just like to go, aw, shucks, I don't have any fingers, but he can't because he doesn't have any fingers. Right. He would just... Thumb's so not bad. there yet. Too bad for the dolphin. Uh, Isn't that how Shamu died? <laughs> he OD'd on the, the, the drugs. died trying to snap? He OD'd. Too, too oh. soon. Yeah. Too soon. Sorry. Overthrowing the accuser, he died? <laughs> this is officially not a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> Shamu's dead. I'm sorry. I, I got one. Yeah. Um, can, can we uh, queue up a clip for this one? Yeah, yes, you... Give us a number. Yeah, uh, can I get a JM6? Uh, so basically, uh, they had to take out some stuff uh, in Johnny's uh, memory in order to like, be able to put the extra 320 gigs in. And one of the things they took out was his ability to uh, make comebacks. <laughs> 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 Which is really unfair to like, send him out into the wild in that way. But, but let's just uh, play the clip, please. Let's play this clip. All right, coming up. Well, you got parents and stuff? You got parents and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Once. But I haven't seen them in years. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> I think the key point of that was, uh, you know, she asked, you know, you got parents and stuff, and he responds, you got parents and stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then after it gets worse, he's, his comeback is, yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. yeah. This is the beauty of the live show. We don't have to just tell you how bad Keanu is. It's right there. <laughs> Only a six or seven minute wait, and then it, boom, right up on the screen. <laughs> this DVD player is from the, the era of Johnny Nemo. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm serious. It has a VHS deck built into it. <laughs> if you could fax me the clips from now on, much easier. Yeah, I'll send them right over. It, it makes me wonder if originally Keanu wasn't supposed to have a line in there. You know, <laughs> they, were like, like, they wrote improv, and he went, "Yeah, you're yeah. lying again." <laughs> yeah, that's what that is, right? <laughs> or what if, what if that was the first scene they shot, and his answer was like, "Yes, their their name was like Carol and Jack and Bob," <laughs> but then uh, he just said, "You have parents and stuff." All right, that that was good. Let's just keep that. <laughs> and they had to rewrite the whole movie so he had no parents. 
Wait, what if he has no past? Then he has. Oh, this so is sad. good. And then he was like, can we put a dolphin in this? <laughs> Somewhere there's a world with his parents and Shamu, and they're just sad together. <laughs> he actually, although he's not, he's not good with the comebacks, there is a moment where he shoots a guy, and the guy dies, and then he says, maybe next time, Baldy. <laughs> uh, which is adding insult to killjury at that point. <laughs> and also, you won, you killed him, next time is a moot point, really. Yeah. You don't have to rub it in his face that he's gonna lose again, because he's still gonna be dead. He doesn't understand what death is, is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, he'll be back though, I didn't actually, this he's is, fine, he's he, fine. This is what you do in every show, you're like, let's find a reason to love the stupid. <laughs> Keanu just thinks he put him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's asleep. All right, we're gonna let you go out in the in the farm and, and hang out with Grandma. <laughs> too, too much? Too sad? No. They're fine. All right. Okay. We're good. Perfectly good. Putting a dog down. Hilarious. All right. Uh, I want to bring up a hate. Yes. Uh, and this will be a clip, Scott. This is uh, actually again. What is it? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, JM two. JM two. Um, so this is for excessive use of mime. <laughs> um, so what happens after this fight scene is, or no, after he gets the data, he needs to calm down. So he imagines himself in a little box, and it gets bigger, and then becomes a small box. So, so let's just see that. Let's see what that one looks like. Let's see the physical side of Keanu Reeves' acting repertoire. Small box. Bigger box. <laughs> small box. Oh! He squished the box. Yeah. Didn't need it. It's still happening. This is where we're really establishing a lot about Keanu's character that <laughs> that, that that I have no idea. That he thinks this yeah. will help. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. Hey, we talked a little bit about the future tech, so let's uh, let's put the hate behind us for a moment. Yeah. And let's just uh, let's just talk focus on the future of this world. Okay. Let's uh, let's play a game that we're calling "Yours is not a very good future." Uh, so. In the world, obviously, it's a bleak, bleak future. We know this because there's no light ever. Right. And everything has got a layer of grime. Like, uh, at some point, we lost the patent for Windex, and now everything has just <laughs> gone to shit, the whole world. <laughs> so uh, what are some other things you noticed about the future that makes it look really bleak, besides the dirt and the, the, the dark? Uh, the, the headquarters of the world, where all this takes place, is Newark. <laughs> <laughs> Newark, New Jersey, city of the future. <laughs> they did say early in the movie, they were like, we're, we're putting you on a, this very special mission. You have to take this piece of data to Newark, first class. Is there really any first class you're landing in Newark? <laughs> <laughs> on the plus side, I mean, there's, there's like fire and like everything's like really grimy. Newark got an upgrade. It's the nice thing. Oh. <laughs> That's right, I went there. Anyone from Newark? Oh! <laughs> oh my mother's from Newark. Oh, oh sorry, Colleen. Yeah. That was my bad. All right. So you can tell that uh, yours is not a very good future because the internet looks like virtual reality from the year 1994. Yeah. You got no cat videos, you got no Facebook, instead you got skyscrapers that you're controlling with a glove. Yeah. Yeah, so he puts on this, like, this huge elaborate plastic glove that looks like it was made by uh, Lego. Yeah. And then he puts on this really sleek visor that was clearly made by Apple. And then the world is him doing this. Which, if you've ever typed in the air without a typewriter there, you'll know is going to hurt three or four words in, and he's got to do that for the so whole time. That's how the internet through. works yeah. in the future. 
I don't know if I can uh, if I can show this to you guys. I don't know if you'll see it or not. But at one point, Keanu tries to like you know emote uh, while wearing the visor and the hand thing. I think he kind of forgets about both. So he like just does like a great like face palm with it. I don't know. If like, I don't know if it's you can see. I'm uh, more mobile. So here's the oh, yeah. here is the face palm uh, with the Lego gloves <laughs> over the Apple <laughs> visor. Also, I will point out this is the most emotion he shows in the whole movie. He's really sad. <laughs> you can see. See, the, the, and that's why the visor does and, most of the work. And uh, if you're in the back, uh, look that up on the video later. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, was that, was that boring or offensive? We, we wanted to see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Touche. And for the couch. That's good. And for the wing. All right, there you go. So that is that, is that uh, from the world of the internet. This is the problem anytime you make a future movie, is that in five years, the technology to make movies will be have doubled, yeah. so it's always going to look like the past special effects. It's just a it's a it's a hole you have to mine yourself into. It's no good. I will say this: uh, if you lose a thumb in the future, it gets replaced by a laser whip, which is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so the bad guy, right? There's this Japanese mob, the Yakuza, that's out to get him, and the chief, like middle management Yakuza guy who's out to get him, <laughs> has this laser whip thumb and he pulls it out and then he can whip you with it and it cuts through statues and doors and people. Let me, let me do a brief list for you of the things that are <laughs> weapons in the future. <laughs> Not counting things that are used as weapons like an incidental scalpel or something. These yeah. are things that were intentionally made as weapons. Guns that look like guns. Yep. Guns that look like super soakers. <laughs> laser rope. Laser frisbee, which is what happens when you throw a laser rope. <laughs> and then some of the guys inexplicably have throwing knives, pirate swords, bows and arrows. Crossbows, yeah. Crossbows. Also dry ice and a lead pipe, uh, which he puts a guy's hand in, freezes, and then smashes. Yep. Uh, and he bri like, you'd have to carry the, the, the thing with the dry ice in it. It's just a really clumsy <laughs> weapon. Yeah, and there's also that, there's, uh, the lady bodyguard has these two rings that are like the, the magic trick rings that you get in a kid. <laughs> but then she like, glues them together and they're a tiny little sword. It's the future. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And then the of game course, of Clue is going to yeah. suck in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, those, all those weapons strike me as hipster weapons. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm totally serious. In that, in that they're like 10% functional and 90% cool to show off. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the way that people will be like, yeah, my handbag has a raccoon tail I attached to it. Why? My thumb has a laser frisbee. <laughs> the real problem about... Is that useful? <laughs> well, I mean, the real problem, the real danger about you know, uh, having a prosthetic uh, for a thumb that you lost you know, by presumably getting cut off with something that can cut things off is you're probably going to lose the rest of the hand pretty shortly. <laughs> I mean, this is like how boring I am. As soon as he busted out the laser rope, I was like, that's so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd have like a shield around it so you don't cut yourself. Oh... <laughs> Uh, also, the best weapon in the whole movie, though, was a VW bug lit on fire dropped from a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> they do it twice. They do it twice. It was not like, that was not a using something around as a weapon. No. They had, they like hung them from bridges. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that was Ice-T's, uh, yeah. yeah, Rebels, pure, like, that was their first line of defense, actually, was the VW <laughs> bug dropped from a great height, lit they on fire. the power by making them stand in a very specific spot yeah. for a little while. <laughs> Again, very clumsy weapons. They're really yeah. great if someone, stand on the X, sir. <laughs> I'm planning to, stand on the X. Yeah, but all, all the people in the Pearl District would really like that weapon and just feel like... Is that a thing? Flaming V-dubs in the... Oh, yeah. You haven't seen that? No. <laughs> I don't spend enough time in the Pearl. I don't know. Maybe... The... It's just so alternative. Are you allowed in the Pearl with she that knows. jacket? She knows. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> yeah? Maybe. 
Uh, I have another reason why the future is not so bright. Yeah, why is that? Uh, picture in picture apparently has disappeared. Uh, <laughs> this is this is of the three Keanu movies we're discussing. Two of them have scenes in which Keanu watches thirty TVs at once. Yeah. <laughs> like TVs stacked on TVs. Like an art project. They're yeah, all like different yeah. directions, showing yeah. different things. Mixed media. Yeah. And, Mixed media. Yeah, and you're like, wow, Keanu. You're, you love information so much. You're me <laughs> so much. One of them is said in 2001. Maybe acceptable if you're really showing off. Sure, yeah. yeah. yeah this is like in the future, you should have a giant screen where you have picture in picture and watch multiple <laughs> shows. But no, it's the future. And he bought a bunch of 1993 Toshiba little <laughs> boxes and stacked them on top of each other. Actually, I, I mean, this movie was made in what, uh, 95? Yeah, 95. So really, they just actually did predict the future demise of picture in picture by like six weeks. <laughs> Sometime in 98 where you will stop using picture-in-picture picture entirely. I don't, this is not something I, I see a lot of anymore. Another demise in, uh, in the future actually is uh, punctuation. Uh, everything but exclamation points. Uh, <laughs> can we get another uh, clip here, Scott? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, jam 7. Uh, so yeah, uh, no commas, no, no M dashes, no, no spaces actually, only exclamation points between words. Roll clip, please. I want to get online. I need... A computer. <laughs> what I, you know, what I picture? <laughs> I think there's three exclamation points in the middle as the ellipses. He's like, I need a computer. So maybe it's an upgrade then. Like every every like period comes with a, a, a extra, free yeah, exclamation point. Yeah, it just grew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all bigger in the future. I think you need some metamucil. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Well, the other, the other thing that I thought uh, that the future is not so bright is that they were in a music club, and the music they were listening to was opera metal, <laughs> and, uh, which, I, which I hate, because this is like the year, whatever, 3006 or whatever, and that's probably just like, just like rap and metal was in the 90s. It'll be like, this is just a fad. We're just catching this like, two-year period of the 3000s mm -hmm. where they listen to opera metal, and it's going away right away. So why do we have to watch this crap? I mean, Pavarotti and like, uh, Metallica would have been fun. I'm just saying. Didn't they do that with the... Never mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm boring me. Thank you. All right. Uh, what are we doing on time? You got about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Awesome. We're going to be just under on this one because we're going to do the other half of our compliment sandwich and then we're going to move right along. That is the game of Not Too Bright of a Future. Woo! All right. So we've arrived at the second half of our compliment sandwich. Now we're going to go in reverse order of the way we did our compliments, so I'm going to go first. So in the future, you upload information to your brain, and you are allowed to upgrade so much, put so much in there that it kills you. You've got a limit, but you're allowed to keep going past it until you die, which is a system that I'm almost positive the banks came up with. Thanks for coming. <laughs> that sounds so much like overdraft protection to me. <laughs> Go ahead, withdraw the money, but if you do, it'll cost you another $150 for that candy bar you couldn't afford. This is what it is with my brain. Go ahead, upload 320. You'll die in a day. <laughs> Thanks, Bank of America, the future. Going in reverse order, that leaves Chris. Oh, yeah. All right. Come um, away. So Keanu's never no slouch at uh, making an entrance. When that he is first goes into the room. He first goes in to load the data that's going to be the entire plot of this movie. Yes. He goes in as a pizza boy. <laughs> he goes in, suit and tie, briefcase up, anchovies with cheese. <laughs> and you know what? It still fools them in the future. I know. It rocked my world. 
Uh, just to clarify for me, I'm sure they get it. Uh, is the part of it that you like that he pretended to be a pizza boy when he wasn't, uh, that you would like a pizza now, or uh, that you like a pizza boy wearing a suit and putting his pizza in a briefcase? I want Keanu to be my pizza boy. Yes. <laughs> Seconded. Don't we all? I think that we can all agree on. Ezra, what is your minor compliment? They did nail one part of the, uh, of the future, uh, which was um, privacy invasion uh, at airport security. Oh. So uh, he, uh, customs, now there aren't any customs agents, but you know, there's still like a kind of big metal detector. And uh, as soon as he walks through, he's like, it's like, implant detected. Implant is legal. You have too much memory in your implant. S neural seepage imminent. You're going to die soon. <laughs> and it tells him all this in like five seconds, like, wow, that's like, Prying into his life, you know? It's I, like worse than being naked. It's one hell of a pat-down, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, predicts your death. How about you that for actually, airport security? That, that is a nice improvement. If they were doing the invasive pat-down, they're like, this one feels like a tumor. You want to get this one <laughs> get checked, checked out? Get checked out, yeah, I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> but While you're there. But while they're in his brain, not just feeling him, they might as well be like, you know what? You have some issues. You should just call your mom. Like, <laughs> get a lot of yeah. sadness seepage from you. <laughs> yeah. I've checked your neurons, and I find you're misusing the word literally sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. That's so nice to know. I've been using that I wrong literally didn't life. know that. <laughs> no, see. Oh. All right, uh, Kerr, your finer, final minor compliment. Uh, my minor compliment is that uh, the director of this film chose the best possible person to play the role of anarchic, but still a little too much in the system, and that is, of course, I Ice Cube. <laughs> uh, we all know Ice, ice, ice <laughs> If you had flown here, the airport would have told you that. <laughs> you confuse two irrelevant rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, airport creepy scan. <laughs> That's literally awesome. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, Ice-T, right, also the person who, oh, okay, this is the perfect example, right? He writes, he writes a song called, the kids in the front are gone, so I'm yeah, just going to yeah, say go it. He writes it. a song called Fuck the Police, right? Yeah. Right? And then, <laughs> six years later, <laughs> All right. six years later, he thinks, you know what? The system is fucked up, but I could really cash in on this energy drink trend. So... <laughs> He creates a drink for himself called Liquid Ice, which is water. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he plays that role perfectly within this movie. He leads the anarchic system, but he, like, he's really good with like, the most current computers and things. He's perfectly he happens to have a cybernetic dolphin for a friend. <laughs> Ice-T was so great, actually. He, um, he had a PSA uh, that said, um, uh, snatch your brain back, zombie. Snatch it back and hold it, which is actually great advice to zombies in general <laughs> because they do want to hold on to the brains, right? They're all slippery. They're like, oh, my lunch is on the floor now. <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. Thank you. All right. And that is it for Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> All right, so now it is time for the moment you have all been waiting for. Point break. Point break. How many uh, applause have you seen point break? All right, definitely better. Yes. Good. 
You're seven minutes in. Keep going. I'm seven minutes into this. Into this, this segment already. It just started. I'm already seven minutes in. You're wasting time. <laughs> Are you sure you know how to work that? Just listen to the man, man. We're losing time. All right. Touché. You have two more laps. <laughs> Do you want to know your splits? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, for Point Break, Chris, now... I would like you to summarize. Yes. You, what I was going to ask you to do was the In a World movie trailer guy. Yeah, I can do that. You just did it on the last one, too, so go for it again. Okay. Yeah. Point break. In a world called California in the 90s, Keanu Reeves plays Johnny Utah, a former hot young star quarterback turned hot young FBI agent, pretending to be a former hot young quarterback turned hot young lawyer. <laughs> Got it? Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Patrick Swayze is a hot young surfing god who also leads an uncatchable bank robbery squad. So. For real. For realsies. Yeah. <laughs> so, Keanu, Johnny Utah, must catch the gang by becoming a surfer and infiltrate, knowing the lingo and the moves and knowing how to surf, before the gang disappears to chase an endless summer across the world. But will the surfing lifestyle, the women, the waves, catch up with him? Will he be able to pull the trigger when the time comes? Yeah, no. He said no. You've no. <laughs> <laughs> seen it, yeah. 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 He will not. He will not. Very good summary, Chris. Thank you. Sure, I will give you again the chance to go first or last on these compliments. What do you prefer? I'll go last on this Last one. again. No, last. Last for the first time. Chris, you're going to start us off. All right. Uh, so, Scott, this is a clip. Uh, it's uh, PB11. So, my compliment is Patrick Swayze bringing in some weird quirks, some weird unintelligible ticks into his character of Bodie, the surfing god. They all wear masks in this bank robbery gang. They call themselves the ex-president. <laughs> so this is Bodie putting on a mask and turning to Johnny. Watch the mouth. He licks the mask <laughs> while wearing the mask. Let's see it. Just take your time. We'll be fine. I have to, I, I have to fast forward to it. No, this yeah. gets edited out. Yeah, it's fine. We'll, yeah, we'll clean it up in post. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> it's a live show, guys. What? What? Are you, go, stop talking. I'm, it, you're telling me. I'm telling the DVD player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that bored or offended? Okay, Very we'll bored. take my word for it. He licks the mask. He licks, uh, licks his mask. It looks like this. But Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. But Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Fox, ladies and gentlemen, the live demonstration. Patrick Swayze impression. It was pretty money. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that, 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 the whole stupid thing about wearing masks while you're robbing, like, the, they wear, like, rubber, latex, yeah, these latex rubber. plastic. Like, if you've ever worn those, you can't get through half of a Halloween when you're walking, let alone running through a bank and shooting people. It's yeah. so hot, you can't see. You have no parade. Yeah, Wait, no, you get Alex, you be watching people who are maybe drawing guns on you. Are you all, that all you can feel is your breath bouncing off the mask and hitting you in the face again. Are you guys <laughs> suggesting that Patrick Swayze got so hungry while robbing banks that he ate a candy bar and then had to lick like the residue around the mask? <laughs> is it that what you're implying? It must have been a very good candy, it must have been a Reese's. Yeah. yeah? I would not, you wouldn't lick any other candy bar. Ezra, what is your, oh, did it just happen? You guys want to see it? I, I have found it. Oh, good. Okay. It was a hidden like Easter egg. <laughs> oh, up, the more up, down, down, left, right. B A B A. Keanu sucks. Okay. Uh, here we go. Perfect. <laughs> Very well done, Scott. I think I need to reboot it. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll be all right. Okay. So, uh, as do it again. What? The, oh, the, right. 
but Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, what's, what's your major? Rock and roll. Oh, I, that didn't look like Patrick Swayze yeah. at all. That looked like Ronald Reagan. Oh, shit. Layers oh, and layers sorry. of confusion. <laughs> that was my that mistake. Role. That was a bad impression on my part. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but Patrick Swayze. But, but, but yeah. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. But Ronald Reagan. Do you think Patrick Swayze had chapped lips in that scene just got confused? <laughs> <laughs> Which my lips are his lips? Whole face feels so dry. <laughs> so much more like Reagan. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Reagan thought that, yeah. All right. Okay. Ezra, compliment. Uh, yeah. So at one point, um, there's a guy, uh, Roach, uh, who uh, is explaining how great surfing is, and he says, it's better than sex. And then uh, uh, the rebuttal of this, uh, that one of the girls says, that's because you're doing it wrong, Roach. And I just was trying to think, like, how would Roach you know, have sex? And it's like, he just gets scared and like scuttles like under the wall anytime someone's like flips on the light. <laughs> <laughs> Surfing is better than that. <laughs> right, it is. This is true. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Surfing is yeah, better than yeah, living in the kitchen drawer. <laughs> yeah, living for three weeks with your head cut off. Yeah. What else they do? Surviving nuclear blast. Is surfing better or worse than surviving the apocalypse? The same. Depends on the brakes, man. <laughs> Depends on the brakes. Then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> then you're doing it wrong. I, uh, uh, I'm going to go, and then you're going to go. That's what's going to happen. So my major compliment, this is kind of a sad one. Uh, so Keanu, with a very, uh, he has to infiltrate this surfing group, and there's a hot chick. So the first thing he does is he checks her police file, sees that her parents died in a car accident, so his pickup line is like, I need to learn how to surf and hang out with you and maybe date because my parents died in a car accident. Instant chemistry, right? That's, that's what you bond over. So all we need to be the best, you don't need that pickup artist book, the, the shadow or whatever he calls himself on his MTV show, you just need a police file. You know, I, listen, Chris, I think we should go out because uh, I jaywalked uh, when I was 17 right in front of a cop. You broke and entered into my heart, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I have a question, though. Yeah. Is, it, is it that it was the police file or is it that they had similar pasts? And if it works on high-stakes situations like both your parents dying, does it work on lower stakes? Like if a girl comes up to me and is like, you know... I had a dad who chewed with his mouth open. Like, <laughs> am I going to be like, oh, we have so much in common. I'll te I'd teach you to surf. Let that. me entangle you in this We adventure. need a file for that, actually. That's like the <laughs> neighborhood watch file or something like that, where it's just like really mundane things about everyone, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, man, Derek on the like corner is a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> I can use this. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Kerr, you could have waited no longer. Compliment. Oh, uh, my compliment is that this is the perfect role for Keanu Reeves. When you think of Keanu Reeves, you think of two things. Robotic, but also stone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pause for a second and imagine a stoned robot. You just imagined Keanu Reeves in this movie. <laughs> or Keanu Reeves all the time. Uh, so it's, it's the perfect combination of those things. You're not sure he's feeling anything or is alive at all, but every now and then he throws in a bra, and you're like, oh, you're, uh, oh, you're stoned too. <laughs> you're I don't know what I'm feeling. You're stoned. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I wonder how you tell if he's hungry. <laughs> he wouldn't show it on his face. He just, yeah, just beep or cry. Yeah. Or <laughs> oh, Keanu, get him some food. Get him some Doritos. All right, that is it for our compliment round. Clap it up. So, for the hate, I'm going to lead us off in a hate. I'm going to play my first clip that I've requested, because they're going so well. Oh, God. Because the clips are going so well. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's PB is the beginning of it. Uh, it's the 50-year storm. It's PB006. Oh. P it's like, yeah. oh, wait, I think we got it. <laughs> wait, wait for it. 
Oh, he's got to go to the other menu. Uh, there you go. All right, now just navigate to six, and we've got it. All right. Uh, Let me put on my <laughs> VR goggles for a second. And yeah. Okay. Here, okay, so, so here's what I hate. Uh, I hate when people ask stupid questions, and then no one makes fun of them for it. <laughs> I think there's been adequate time to do that, and here we have a perfect example of when somebody has said something stupid and deserves to be made. No way Bells is bigger than YMA, bro. We'll be next year. Odie believes the 50-year storm is coming next year. 50-year storm. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just answer him. Surely the person naming that storm, the 50-year storm, has already covered the frequency and that it's a storm. <laughs> Oh, the 50-year storm. Yeah, it's a video game. Right? I mean, <laughs> there's also a great uh, uh, unnecessary like language thing. Uh, there's like a chase scene where you know one's like you know one car's getting followed by the other one, and like uh, the line that Keanu has is "go," because like that wasn't clear from like the it was a chase part. scene. Yeah, <laughs> hold it, <laughs> let him get away, pull into the drive-through, <laughs> go. <laughs> Keanu, you suck at chase scenes. <laughs> what that line basically means is, can we have some exposition? <laughs> yeah, please. Let's talk about that longer. <laughs> That's <laughs> foreshadowing. But who cares? It was like the 50 year storm is coming. The tornado is coming at 10 o'clock. You've covered everything. You've got the time and what it is. That's all you need. I mean, I guess you could say the last one was 10 years ago because they'd be like, I think he's coming by the time I'm 60. <laughs> that would have been fine too. Uh, other hates. Go. Somebody go. Yeah, I got one. Go. Um, this is a. This is a. Okay, I'm not really sure what this kind of hate is. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, they, they say um, uh, the big thing about the surfers is like, it's not tragic to die doing what you love. So I'm just hoping for the sake of most of the bank robbers, they loved uh, getting shot in the back because that's <laughs> <laughs> how most of them died. <laughs> I hope that that was their fantasy. <laughs> I've always wanted to die screwing up a bank robbery. <laughs> yeah, that was That's what I love to do. That's the dream, but Alex. By pet, well, you're gonna get. I mean, I want. I would like to die at Keanu's hands. I, can I just put that out there now? He's allowed to. Horribly offended. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Somebody else have another hate. Go, Chris. Okay. Yeah. So, just like okay. So you guys have seen like the Fast and the Furious. This is basically the same movie, but with surfboards. Um, so in the Fast and Furious. Oh. <laughs> Were you about to explain it? Because I was confused. I haven't seen oh, Fast and Furious. Confusion Bell. Confusion Bell. Okay, nice. so in the Fast and the Furious, Paul Walker plays a hot young FBI agent who has to infiltrate a gang of illegal street racers in order to catch them from stealing again before they escape. That's it. It's exactly the same. All right, there you yeah. go. That is the same movie. But, uh, the, uh, which, which led up to Point Break 2 Tokyo Drift. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Pointer and Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> that was legit. Count it. Here's something I hate. So he's an FBI agent, and he's a brand new FBI agent. He just graduated from the academy. In his first three weeks on the force, he jumps out of a plane without a parachute. He robs a bank uh, at gunpoint from the bank robbers themselves. He gets marooned in, his me in Mexico with his girlfriend of two weeks, who shot at him recently, and has re then been taken hostage. He's not going to sit on a wiretap next week. <laughs> this guy has got so... There's no way your career goes past that. There's no, there is no second week on the job. Give him his retirement watch and let him go. <laughs> it's too exciting. Like, here, go sit in the car for eight months, 
just watching this house is never going to do it. Yeah, you don't really hear about like clerical work being 100% pure adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, also, that's another point. How much paperwork do you have to do after spending that three weeks? Like, like, and then you have to write out the report of where you jumped out of the plane without a parachute. And then you got to write a report about how you got shot by your girlfriend. Well, it, just, it turned out to be a really good script, so then he, like, he sold it, and then he, he became a Hollywood producer. So. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not This is literally the police report of something that happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other things. I got one more, yeah. It seems like you guys don't have anything to hate about that. Is, this, is that what's going on? I mean, it's pretty lovable. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at one point, this is, I guess, a not understanding how sex works hate. Um, so uh, you seem to have a lot of those. <laughs> that is a well, theme of mine, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he tries. Um, no, so uh, at one point uh, they're like describing this like awesome uh, bank robbery team, and um, they say, um, you know, so they rob a bank and then they disappear like a virgin on prom night. And I'm just gonna say, after you have sex for the first time, you do not disappear. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a, it seems like absence-only propaganda here. All right, you, you will still exist. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> That would be surprising. Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Especially for the guy it's happening to. Or even <laughs> the, 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 what happened? <laughs> oh! Oh, I was by myself. Damn it. <laughs> like a virgin on prom night in my dreams. <laughs> hey, I'm going to ask for another, another clip. Scott, I would like you to play a PB-14. Sweet. Yeah, you're right there. Oh, it's so close. But you're pressing a don't do that button. All right, great. Uh, so Ready. This is another time, uh, go for it. This is another time where people don't make, get made fun of for saying something stupid. Uh, and I would prefer that they do. You gotta go down. You cross the line and people trusted you and they die. Yeah, it went bad. It went real bad. People trusted you and they died, which is a huge legal difference between you shot somebody. <laughs> you, it's four counts of, of first-degree murder and another three of abusing the trust of a fellow human being. Well, I mean, I, I like to acknowledge, though, that it was bad. <laughs> that seems like some remorse there. Do you think the screenwriter like put that in for people who are like morally on the fence? <laughs> like, I'm okay with guns, but that was just uncool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> It was self-defense, but they were really counting on going to the bank today and not getting shot. <laughs> and also, it was one of the robber's birthdays, man. <laughs> not cool. And two counts of you didn't know Bruce's hair, notice Bruce's haircut before you shot him. <laughs> really sad day. All right, we're going to get into our, uh, our anchor segment for this movie, uh, which is another Read It and Weep debate. Yeah, you know yeah. what that is. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Read and Weep debate. Here is how this works. I guess you technically are. You want to whisper so, secrets. Today's debate question Should Johnny Utah turn in the bank robbing surfers or should he go all the way and join them? Representing the side. Representing the side of he should join the surfers and live with them forever, it's Chris and Ezra. Yeah. Absolutely. And representing the side of no law and order is the best policy, Alex and Alex. Now, here's another task for the couch. You will be on behalf of the audience judging this debate. So you'll be able to call the rounds, decide winners on every round, and then decide a final winner at the end. And you will also, at the end of this, be able to randomly assign one cupcake to one person who's not on a couch. 
Do you accept this responsibility? <laughs> that means yes. All right. So the way this the way this debate will work, each team will get a maximum of three arguments, yep. followed by very brief rebuttals, and then each team will get one ad hominem attack on the other team, followed of course uh, by a closing statement of ten words or less in rhyming verse. Wait, what? Woo! <laughs> ten ten minutes ten words or less in rhyming verse. Yeah, they'll have to be short verses. Yeah, okay. well, it could be two words that rhyme. So. Yes, At, any two words can rhyme, and I'll give it to you if our judges allow it. So judges, pay very close attention. Starting out. The side of the surfing bank robbers. Chris, would you like to make the first point? Absolutely. All right. First point. Keanu should stay with the surfers because they're a lot more forgiving. When Johnny Utah gets in trouble with the FBI, people get shot, and Johnny gets a dog thrown at his head. All right? When he gets in trouble with surfers, they think it's a great opportunity to take him on his first skydiving trip. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, brief in the rebuttal slash uh, question. Uh, Chris, dog thrown at his head? Yeah. Nobody confused by that? I'm a little confused. Tell me about the dog really fast. Oh, that, that was during the chase scene. It was, it was a live dog that was thrown at his head? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question as a rebuttal. How long did it take him to deal with the dog that had been thrown at his head? Objection. A question is not a rebuttal. That's a question. Ezra's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It took him a very short period of time to dismiss that dog. <laughs> he dismissed it forthwith. He did punch the dog in the head. It's true. <laughs> I, I think he set the dog down and let it go unharmed. But you know what? It still sucks more than skydiving. So. All right. Would you rather punch dogs or go skydiving, Alex? The question is not a rebuttal, Ezra. Don't answer that. All right. <laughs> All right. For our opening remark, our opening argument, Kerr, please. All right. First of all, uh, Keanu needs to stay with the FBI mm -hmm. because I just want to make sure I'm on the right side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, keep going. You're I feel really, really freaked out. By that, I argue both sides. I, I do pro bono work, too. <laughs> He's also a tailor. <laughs> Keanu needs to stay with the FBI because the, in the very beginning, in the first moment we see him walk into the FBI, one of the first questions his boss asks him is, are you healthy? Do you stay in shape? And Keanu says, Sir, I take the skin off chicken. So. Therefore. You think you know what that means, but just, you don't. <laughs> Hang in there, it's coming. Let it settle in for a second. Therefore, his likelihood of living a long, healthy life with the FBA is far better of living a healthy life with surfers who jump out of planes with guns. A brief rebuttal. Uh, for people who eat chicken, the skin can be a pretty good part, and Keanu looks pretty bummed when he says this in the clip. <laughs> uh, objection. Keanu always looks bummed. <laughs> All right. Judges, who's the winner of the opening round? Um, he's going to have to not stay with the FBI, because while he did take the skin off chicken, and I'll mention I'm a vegetarian, uh, he shouldn't be eating chicken, uh, he followed it with a donut. <laughs> so punching punching dogs wins. Oh, all right, one all right. one point, point affirmative. Yep. All right, so we will begin the second round. I will tell you my my first point, my opening attack. You have got to go back to the FBI because the surfers are liars and hypocrites. At one point early in the film, uh, no later in the film when things are starting to go bad, the lead surfer looks to his other surfers and says, "It was never about money. It was about us versus the system." Two minutes. 
Oh, thank you. Two minute warning on this episode. Oh my God. Okay, uh, this debate is gonna be very short. So uh, he's got a, uh, they're hypocrites. It's not about the money, you're robbing a bank. If it wasn't about the money, rob a Taco Bell. And then we think it was about, right? That wasn't the deleted scenes. They, they stole a lot of tacos. Is that your objection? Yep. That's your rebuttal? All right, so uh, we're gonna take two extra minutes out of the first one that went short. Can, uh, you'll make your, your second point. Um, actually, I'm going to skip ahead to the third point. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's right. Um, FBI boss uh, talks to Johnny Utah. Thank you, co-mate. Um, co-mate? Right. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> I'm also objecting to the term co-mate. Sidebar, I also object to the term co-mate. <laughs> Sidebar, I had short notice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lay it on us. Okay. Co-mates. Uh, when, when Johnny arrives at the FBI station, the FBI boss calls him... Young, dumb, and full of cum. This is clearly a hostile work environment. He does not want to, <laughs> he not want to stay living in the uh, FBI for a very long time. Objection. If it rhymes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's the winner in the second round? This one definitely goes to Chris and Ezra, because I don't know if you guys can all see it, but Chris has the greatest socks on right now. <laughs> They go up to here. It's crazy. <laughs> Why didn't we consider that when we were briefing? <laughs> Have you seen his sports? My co-mate has terrible socks. <laughs> <laughs> In all honesty, on. we should see you all know, socks I was before just making gonna a say, decision. I was just going to say that we should go on to the ad hominem attack. Yep. Uh, but I feel like we've covered that pretty adequately right now. <laughs> you guys turn on each other. What? I, well, I, I believe that that, that is going to conclude our debate. I believe you have given them two points. Is that correct? Yes. So does that make them our winner? Yes. And it does. who would you like? Who, the, <laughs> who would you like to give a cupcake to? Who wants a cupcake? This girl in hot pink. Yeah, I was wondering or if maybe purple-ish. you were going to look past like the front fuchsia. row. Have a cupcake. <laughs> it's very small. All right, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of today's debate, Chris and Ezra. That's right, Alex and Alex. All right. So it's time, very quickly, for our uh, last compliment and point break, and then we've got to move on because we're running out of time. Minor compliments going in reverse order. Who went last? Kerr went last. You really did. Go. This one has to be very brief. Keanu, long hair. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent brevity. Continuing backwards, Ezra. Uh, Gary Busey uh, has like a sandwich place he likes a lot. He asked Keanu to order two uh, meatball sandwiches for him alone. Uh, he knows a good thing when he sees one. <laughs> when he sees two. Chris, minor compliment. I'm going to tag team off my co-mate here and say that when Gary Busey says that, Just ew. Get, um, when Gary Busey says that, he follows up by saying he's so hungry he could eat the ass out of a rhino. You would leave the that rhino is some intact. classic Gary Busey crazy. <laughs> it's also, the, go he ahead. misunderstands assholes because assholes are technically a lack It's a of, space. Yeah, so, I mean, what does that mean? Were you not hungry? <laughs> But it's a really big lack, because it's a rhino. <laughs> you don't have the bell, sir. I'm sorry. All right. My final, my, my minor compliment for this movie. Uh, uh, at one point, the lead surfer says, or no, he, uh, sorry, uh, Keanu says to the lead surfer, no one's going out there. It's death on a stick, which is the worst food part in the mall. <laughs> but they still wear the hats. Point break, everybody.
All right. Couch, give us 10 minutes on the clock to burn through Sweet November. Easily the least interesting of the three movies by at least 20%. All right. Chris, begin with the summary. Yes. In a dot-com world called San Francisco in 2001, hot dogs are not to be regarded as sexual objects. Keanu Reeves plays a self-centered workaholic ad man in a destructive spiral, and he gets fired from his job by going too raunchy in a hot dog advertising pitch. Ooh. Charlize Theron plays Sarah, a free spirit who sets out to change him by forcing him to live with her for the entire month of November. And together they do free-spirited things like play with dogs and eat vegan food. And it turns out she has cancer. And that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and no one sees it coming. All right. Kerr, first or last in this compliment. Uh, I'll go first. You will, go. <laughs> so, my favorite thing about this movie is that it makes the assumption you haven't really been paying attention because it's boring. So every now and then, <laughs> every now and then, there's a line delivered by one of the characters that sums up the last five minutes. <laughs> uh, this happens at a number of points. Uh, one of them is a young boy is doing show and tell with Keanu Reeves as his dad at Take Your Father to School Day because he has no dad. So he brings Keanu. So the kid turns to the class and goes, I guess if I had to describe my relationship with blank, what's his name? Nelson. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it would be, which is like the, the last thing screenwriters are supposed to do. You're not supposed to be like, the relationship between these two characters is X. <laughs> that's what they do. At the end of the movie, when she's dying and going to fly home and never see him again, she turns to him and goes, I'll never see you again. So she kind of like, it just sums it up. And I think that's brilliant because they know we don't care. Can All I go right. next? Yeah, go. What was the relationship between the kid and N Nelson? Neighbors. And they were friends. neighbors. Yeah, I, I think that was. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, if I had to summarize my relationship with you, Alex, co-mate. <laughs> Ezra. Catching on. Um, it is. It's happening. So uh, just right after that, though, uh, the next thing Nelson, uh, that uh, the kid says, his name's Abner. Uh, and so we know the kid's a dork because he's going to get beat up with a client. <laughs> I'm sorry if anyone's named Abner. Uh, you can thank me for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, the next thing Abner says is, um, I like Nelson. He makes me feel smart. And I was just like, yeah, well, Keanu does that to everyone. <laughs> uh, this movie made me feel smart because it gave me a million dollar idea. This is for a dating site where rich businessmen meet earthy women. <laughs> Please change my life with tofu. Boom. <laughs> I want a woman who doesn't respect authority. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Dies of cancer like plus. A, like what? datahippie.biz. <laughs> .biz? The .biz is good. Yeah, .biz, yeah. Was it just because it's cheaper? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think the sad is it, is it dot .great idea? <laughs> datahippie.biz is already taken. <laughs> <laughs> what about .tumblr? <laughs> .com.edu is still available. <laughs> also, I feel like the sad reality is old people who have worked too hard in their lives and really want to meet all the earthy alternative girls just go teach at liberal arts schools. Oh! Sick burn. That one's right. for you, Tom. Are you just, are you just offended because you teach at a school? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Any earthy students? Every single one. All right, Kerr, right, your, your compliment. Your, yes. Compliment? Was that your dirty go? Yeah, but you know, if you didn't like it, no, <laughs> I, it's fine. Moving on. We're going quickly. We're moving. <laughs> We're <laughs> oh, you're still comates. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, is, yeah, you're the one who needs to go. Go, Chris. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
the hippie earthy girl has a downstairs neighbor who's a Scottish guy uh, named, uh, what is it, Chester, Charles, something like that? Yes, Chaz. Chaz. But really, he's a drag queen who calls herself Cherry. Mm -hmm. And they go downstairs, and he's just a delight. He's the same guy who played Lucius Malfoy, uh, Draco Malfoy's dad in Harry Potter. He's great. Yeah, he's a, he's a foxy beast, right? And then Keanu goes, nice dress. And he goes, that's no dress. It's a sequin sensation. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but when, uh, drag queens only speak in, in alliteration. Everything <laughs> comes out of their mouths. One of the rules. That's why it's Chaz Cherry. Yeah. Excellent compliment. Thank you. The compliment round. We're moving on. We're going quickly. All right. Go. Uh, a brief number of hates. Cool. Thanks. Very well done. Uh, okay. Uh, a brief number of hates for this movie. There's very little to hate. Ez, go. Uh, I got one. This is a uh, this is um, sort of a a sign that your sex is not going that well. <laughs> we get a uh, scene number uh, clip number one. SN one. I believe we're right on it. Okay. If you have to. If, well, basically, if you have to say this in the beginning, uh, you know, if you have to say this right for sex, probably was not mutual. Ooh. Top dog, big dog, bad dog. Okay, so Top actually, dog, big dog, bad dog. Actually, and the, and the line right before that was, that was great. Uh, he just like, he says like, that was great. Top dog, big dog, bad dog. And like, um, if you had to say that was great right at the beginning of it, I mean, I feel like you're Miss Manners for sex tonight. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> someone has to be Alex. <laughs> Might as well be you. <laughs> also, just to paint that picture, the woman he says that was great to is Lorelai, the mom from Gilmore Girls. Oh. Who is delightful. I'm always rooting for her. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> All right. Other hates, quickly. Yeah, quickly. okay. So uh, nobody in this movie can count dogs. Um, what that means is, first thing is, hippie girl decides it's great to get Keanu to give her a ride to Oakland. She steals dogs out of a lab. She says, hey, I've got five dogs here, and pulls out two dogs. All right. <laughs> Exhibit A. Exhibit B, they're running along the beach, right? Keanu and, and this girl, they release five dogs and start playing with them. The next shot, there are only three, and only three dogs for the rest of the movie, and they think, I have them all. So It's a doggy dog world, Chris. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> All right, uh, uh, I think my, my briefest hate for this is, did we really need a longer version of Dharma and Greg? Oh. <laughs> I think we already did this. It's a little worse, it's like a little more, it's a, he's a little Gregor, so it's like Dharma and Gregory or something, but it's a, uh, yeah. I was trying to match your zing, it didn't work. All right, yeah, all right. Uh, moving right along. I got one more if we have time. Yeah, go okay, for so it. Okay, so one point to, to make it up to her, because uh, she's dying, uh, he gives her a lot of gifts uh, and brings like Christmas early. And he, um, one last thing he gets her is a, um, a dishwasher, which is, um, you know, like a nice gift. And she gets really excited because she won't have to wash dishes anymore. But um, I think she's assuming that, you know, when she dies, she'll still have to do dishes, which is not true, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Maybe she's not going there. It's just a sad moment. She's like, kind of like oh, my God, I don't have to do dishes anymore for the rest of my life. My oh, life's going to be Still easier. dying of yeah. cancer of the everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite part of that is that he brought the 12 gifts of Christmas in like a bag, like ho, ho, ho in a bag, and there's a whole dishwasher, and he carried up like the fire <laughs> escape, and he's like, check out my gift bag, and it's, it's like a magic, there's a hole in the floor, because he's pulling the whole dishwasher, and there's this train that goes on like a lamp, like, it's like the opening to Mary Poppins. 
That's what it is. It's Mary Poppins. My biggest hate is that that in that scene when he comes up with the bag, he interrupts Thanksgiving. <laughs> he does ruin her yeah. last Thanksgiving ever. But there's like <laughs> four foreshadowing conversations to Thanksgiving in which they talk about like, man, Thanksgiving's so hard. It takes so much work. Wait, what month? What month was this movie? Oh, November. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. weird. So you see them slaving over this dinner, and then finally they're sitting down, and Abner's there, and so's Cherry, and it's a great scene. And Keanu comes in dressed as Santa. Wrong month, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and brings in all these gifts, and then Chaz slash Cherry stands up and goes, well, someone pretend this is a Scottish accent. We can do this in post, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stands we'll just up. press that button. Yeah. <laughs> the Scottish button? Yeah, yeah. It's alt four. Uh, <laughs> So it stands up and goes, oh, everyone else feel like Chinese? And they go out and abandon their whole thing. Hold on a second, hold on a second. The audience would like to hear your Scottish again. Because I'll nope. tell you, it sounded like what you said Time. was that you did the accent of the word you were saying, not the word you were talking. Like, no, no, you know what's terrible is that I'm Scottish. I should be able to do this. Uh, but... Two minute warning. Two minute warning. Oh, shit. All right, here's what we're going to have to okay. do. Uh, <laughs> one minute. We were going to have to, what? Do you want one minute of uh, after studio? Yeah, no, no. Let's get back to the studio. We're going to go right along uh, to our final compliments of this movie and get out because I have two more things that we really need to do before we're over. So, uh, quickly, uh, final compliments. Uh, really, this movie is so much less interesting than the other two. This is totally just. Uh, going backwards. <laughs> going backwards. Me. Yeah, that's sure, me. Yeah. Uh, okay, my minor compliment. He, his deal, his claim to fame as an advertising executive is that he made a great ad for Lycos.com where the dog yeah, runs that. and grabs stuff, which you may recall. Uh, but again, this is the problem with doing things in movies that are in the past, because it didn't work for Lycos. Uh, so his his ad, his other ads for like Pets.com with the little puppet yeah. and the Edsel, like he's just. <laughs> I mean, I think the problem with Lycos is that that was like Lycos's business model of just a dog gets everything for you <laughs> <laughs> and brings it to you soon. And he, I, I heard the reason they actually went down was that they put all their money into product placement in Sweet November. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, you should use Lycos. One to seven dogs will go get it for you. <laughs> all right, Chris, go. Uh, my minor compliment, my last compliment for this movie is that Keanu Reeves exposes the inadequacies of the rules regarding falling rock zones. The first thing that happens <laughs> is he, the way he meets her, the way he meets Sarah, is they go, he goes to the DMV to take a test, and she's quirky, and, and he's Keanu. But, uh, you know, he, he's looking at the test, and the first thing he's like, falling rock zones. I have no idea what to do. Neither do I! <laughs> uh, dr avoid the rocks. Well, right, but when you're driving and you see a falling rock zone, what are you supposed to do? Drive faster or drive slower? Well, we don't know what the <laughs> question was. I mean, if the question on the DMV test was falling rock zones, period, then yeah, I would know. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to answer that. Yeah, yeah, I would just, just write <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> what did you write for statement nine? <laughs> Answer nine. California <laughs> highway rules are a little... Pretty. It's very confusing. Yeah. Ezra. Um, I just, uh, this is money well spent, I guess, is a compliment. So at one point, Abner's in a boat race, and the kids <laughs> make fun of his boat. And so um, Keanu takes $100 and, and pays a kid who has a, a, a pet submarine, I guess. Uh, a radio sure. control. Right. Radio control. Uh, sure, uh, yeah. Um, to, to go sink the other kids' um, uh, sailboats. Uh, just so he just crushes like a 10 kids' dreams. Not, not all of which were probably evil, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that Abner could feel good. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's $100 worth well spent, I would say. <laughs> I love the idea that you're, you get to a point where you're wealthy enough where anytime you see kids having fun in a park, you're like, I'm going to pick who wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. 
Oh. All right. Uh, Kerr, your final, final compliment. Uh, you should get I, that paper back. Uh, no, okay, no I don't, yeah. don't tell me what to do, Comey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my final compliment is that this movie made me money. My parents live roughly in San Francisco, uh, and by giving the audience the impression that there are just large, beautiful, abandoned houses in San Francisco <laughs> where they slow dance for a solid five minutes, they encourage people to move to San Francisco. Don't go there. There are no empty houses at all. <laughs> Real None. estate prices are terrible. <laughs> yeah, no one can live there. And so I'm sure the reason houses, house prices are going up there uh, is because people saw this movie and thought, oh, I should live in Keanu's house. <laughs> I would like I'm to sure. is, Does your mom represent Keanu's house? Does Keanu stay there? <laughs> it does. I, I Keanu, Keanu lost his memory. He doesn't know which house it is anymore. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is it for Sweet November. Hey. Okay. All right. Uh, we have to do... Uh, we have to do one uh, important piece of business, and then we're going to do a closing thing, and we're going to be done. So uh, as we mentioned earlier, we are sponsored by Audible.com. So we are morally and uh, contractually obligated to do an Audible ad. However, Audible does not specify the content of the ads we do for them. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to act this one out, because it's a stage show. Grab your wireless mics, and let's do this. Are you guys ready? You're going to be in this? Scott, you're ready? I need sound effects so to set the whole mood for this scene, which is going to be very well acted out. You got it. And we're not going to move. We're just going to stand here. We're giving you a different stage picture. That's what a live show does. <laughs> Go ahead. In a world without sunlight. Johnny, you look terrible. I put 320 gigs of audiobooks in my brain, and there's a noodle seepage. What? Why? I'm just going on a long business trip, and I hate being bored. <laughs> All right. But, if, but you're going to be dead if your head explodes. What's the alternative? Doc, you think there's some magical free service that'll just hand out one of 80,000 audiobooks? Oh, there's a service. It's called audible.com. You even get one free book for sign up for a trial membership. You can even download Johnny Utah's Guide to Surfing. Check it out. Surfing's the source. Change your life, I swear to God. Oh! <laughs> Whoa! That's intense. Just say no to neural seepage. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Well, what do you think? I think we did it. The people want an audiobook. It's cool. It's sexy. It can go in you like a hot dog. That's great, but I'm still dying of cancer of the everything. <laughs> no, you're cured now. You heard it here first. Audible might cure cancer. That's right. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. That is how we pay the bills. That's how we pay the bills, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. For our final act of business of the night, we need uh, penultimate. We're going to do this, and then the show's going to be officially over. Yes, we're going to do this, and then the show will be officially over. And then if you want to hang out, ask us some questions. We'll do a brief Q&A for the people who traveled at least 2,100 miles to be here. <laughs> uh, and, then, uh, and then we'll be done. So uh, before we do that, we're going to do a brief Keanu Reeves Oscars ceremony. As you all know, <laughs> Keanu Reeves has been repeatedly stubbed by the Academy. And we're going to fix that with the key Oscars. We're going to have two categories, which you will pull up under the kioskers, if you haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Please pull up the kioskers on the video screen. Uh, the first one 
Well, the first one we are going to do, while you're getting that ready, Flimsiest Plot. Votes from the Academy, Flimsiest Plot, these three movies. Johnny Mnemonic, definitely. Johnny sure. Mnemonic. Yeah, I mean, if you had just gotten two Johnnies, uh, it wouldn't have actually been a problem. Or it like had a zip no file. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> or any, any storage medium of any kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Agreed, and the Oscar goes to Johnny Mnemonic. Hey! <laughs> All right, now, now we're going to do this uh, proper style. We're going to show you three clips. Uh, first, we're going to do... Best actor in a Keanu supporting role. First up, Henry Rollins from Johnny Mnemonic. NAS, right? Yeah, the black shape. That's the disease. Like half the people on the planet. Let me tell you something so you get this straight. It's not my work that got her this way. My work is clean. Besides, you don't get this shit from amp jobs. That's just a myth. So what does cause it? What causes it? The world causes it. This causes it. This causes it. This causes it. Information overload. All the electronics around you poisoning the airwaves. Technological fucking civilization. But we still have all this shit because we can't live without it. Let me do my work. <laughs> Chills. I've got chills. I, I want to. I want to see a, a poker game between Keanu and Henry Rollins because you'll never know what either of them have. <laughs> you won't know who wins either. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the second nomination goes to Patrick Swayze in Point Break. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. All right, that Patrick Swayze, ladies and gentlemen. Question, guys. Uh, why is everyone so anti-system? Why is everyone so much against the system? There's a lot of that. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> the system's what's keeping Keanu from an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Also, and then the last one, uh, the final nomination goes to, from Sweet November, Charlize or whatever. This is the best scene from her. <laughs> Only three dogs. <laughs> Sorry. This, that, that was her best acting in the whole film. <laughs> we had to look really by, hard. Uh, by a round of applause, who thinks it was Charlize Theron? Who thinks the best actor goes to Patrick Swayze? And the great musical legend, Henry Rollins. Wow. Henry Rollins, best supporting actor. The dog that rolled over in that scene. Write in votes for 18 <laughs> dogs, okay. And for our last Oscar, he Oscar, this goes to best performance as a Keanu. <laughs> He's a lock. <laughs> Finally, an Oscar he can win. First up, from Johnny Mnemonic. Listen. Listen to me. You see that city over there? That's where I'm supposed to be. Not down here with the dogs and the garbage and the fucking last month's newspapers blowing back and forth. I've had it with them. I've had it with you. I've had it with all this. I want room service. 
I want the club sandwich. I want the cold Mexican beer. I want a $10,000 a night hooker. I want my shirts laundered. <laughs> like they do at the Imperial Hotel. Tokyo. <laughs> I just... Wow. Finally, I, I think Keanu proves that he wants an, ask, an Oscar in that scene by acting just like the little statue, but angrier. <laughs> Isn't right. it great that he leaves spaces between his lines for laughter? <laughs> <laughs> that was really convenient. All right. The next nomination from Sweet November, the hot dog speech. This is his ad pitch. Yeah, um, this is. The character's name is Nelson. Let's go. Let's hear it. Graphic. Kids, the little angels, they're not angels. They're monsters. We give them a tuna sandwich. They don't want a tuna sandwich. They want a hot dog. <sighs> we need women. We've got the mothers. We want the daughters. Let's ask that age-old question. What does a woman really want? You know. I know. She wants a hot dog. We're hot-blooded. We need sex. We need a sinful, dangerous food. What is it? It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. There you go. Wow. Keanu's really sad about us making fun of him, but there's no way to tell. <laughs> All right, and lastly, from Point Break, the... I am an FBI agent. Very brief scene, but the best uh, line in this movie. Buddy, this is your fucking wake-up call, man. I am an FBI agent. I know, man. Isn't it wild? Keanu Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm going to give it to him for all of those, obviously. Go to Keanu. All right. Now... That's it, play the outro music and we're gonna be done. Thank you so much everybody for joining us on Read It Weep number 77. Next week we will be we will be listening to slash reading The Four Hour Body by Timothy Ferris. Some of you have heard about it. We will also be participating in up to 25% of his recommendations. <laughs> we will not be weighing our feces because we don't have the time. <laughs> if you want to read along with us, as we said earlier, go to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. They have free audiobook. Now, a brief list of people to thank. First of all, I need to give a big hand to Pat and County Sports for letting us use their theater. I need to thank Jay and Marianne Rambo for running the door. I need to thank Scott for running all of our sound and tech. I need to thank Andrew for running the video equipment and Chelsea for running the still pictures. And I want to thank Christopher and Colleen on the couch for representing you so well. Yeah. I want to give a big thank you for being here, Chris. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Ezra. Woot. And thank you to our special guest, Alex Kerr. Hey. You got so much butter. <laughs> I would all. And we also have a brief list of people who'd like to apologize to. The guy who came from Texas. I'm sorry it wasn't better. 
It's a good show if you drove from the Pearl. <laughs> I promise. All right, my name is Alex Falcone. That is it. We will stay, have a brief Q&A, but it'll be not rude to leave. So that is it. For Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Nate. Yep. We're Thanks a lot. On the counter, uh, on your way out, there are more here, but they're on the book on the counter. These are special tour-only misprinted bookmarks, <laughs> and they've also been hand autographed by all of us. So grab a bookmark on the way out. It's got our URL, as many many other things. Definitely do that. All right, now. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's wrong. All right. So if we don't, uh, uh, so uh, for Q and A, if you have a question, please come to this side of the stage, and we will take your question. If you do not have a question. We are going to be providing these cards to the audience representatives to ask on your behalf. So if you don't want to ask your question, they will ask a question for you. Does anybody have a question for us to begin? Okay, we will start with the couch. What is your first question? You have read the worst books imaginable for over a year now. And yet you stay so well adjusted. How do you do it? Oh, what an excellent question in the thoughtful audience. Thank you. How do you stay so well adjusted? Panel. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. We're slowly going crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it started at twilight and it's only gone downhill. Question number two. Read these one at a time. Chris. Yeah. Oh, this is for Chris. Chris. What's up? You wear a suit as well as Keanu. Thank you. Statement. Have you ever statement. thought about acting? Oh, a very good question, Chris. Well, I don't think Keanu has either, so <laughs> we'll figure Boom. it out. Oh! Boom! All right, question number three. What makes Chris's voice so sexy? Oh, it's a great question, Chris. I eat lots of ice cream. I think that's the secret. <laughs> he also has a uh, very good-sized Adam's apple and has been smoking since he was three. Uh, next question from the booth. Uh, yeah, actually, this question is for Chris. Uh, did you swallow an angel? <laughs> yes, yes, that's what happened. All that's right, fine. Uh, next question, please. Um, this one is kind of directed at Chris, but anyone could answer if you guys know. Okay. Oh, how did Chris get such a Keanu-esque physique? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you clearly look very cut, as Keanu does. You're wearing the same color suit that he wears in yep. Dynamonic. Yep. Uh, how do you get so cut? You just mentioned ice cream. Yeah, uh, well, I, I eat that, but I, I peel the skin off chicken, and I surf, and I run from the Yakuza every day about two miles about, and... Um, <laughs> the, the Yakuza stops after two miles. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Great, from the couch, the next question. Um, actually, Alex. Uh, oh, that, oh, that Alex. That Alex, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, do you think that Chris would go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me check. No. 
The best part of that is that Chris said yes. <laughs> and Alex passed on no. Next question. You say on the website that you use almost exclusively free software to record and edit the podcast. Do you think the future of open source and free software will make it easier for people to know how lovely Chris's voice is? <laughs> or will that require proprietary code? I think Chris would sound good under almost any recording situation. Thoughts? Yeah, like uh, like can, can string, definitely. You could hear Chris, yeah. it would echo in. We have 400 more questions for you, Chris. <laughs> All right. This is what happens when you aren't here when we define the... Scott, yes. We have a question from a member of the audience who wishes to remain anonymous and is therefore crouching beneath the sound booth right here. How many members of the audience that don't know you personally would crouch at your junk to ask a question? I am that I am that approachable. Also, how anonymous if they're at the booth and we will know them in a second. Also, what does Bill want to ask? Why isn't the Commodore here? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like Bill. That sounds like uh, Admiral something or other. Compote. Admiral Compote, yes. Uh, that is a great question. He is not here because Chris's voice is the star of today's show. Thank you, Bill. All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for sticking around. We really appreciate it. Have a good night. Uh, we have a few cupcakes left for the first people who would like them. There's no contest. Anybody want a cupcake on their way out? No, that is okay. You would? Go for it. Grab a cupcake. Thanks, everybody. You're welcome. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks again for coming. Yeah, do it. Do it up good. Make sure to grab a bookmark on your way out.